This week's episode of the Lyris Lounge podcast is brought to you by none other than one of my favorite companies, bridal retailer Maggie Sotero Designs. They have a dress for every love story. They dress brides size 2 to 28. Here's a few words from our sponsor. And as always, go to MaggieSotero.com for more info. We're all unique. Every bride is unique. There's so much variety and choices that you can find when you go to Maggie Sotero. It runs the gamut from the rocker chick to the new duchess, very simple and sophisticated, to the ultimate diva. Maggie Sotero has something for every bride out there that shows your personality, shows your individuality, shows your beauty, but elevates it because it's your day. It's your wedding day. You want to look amazing. Maggie Sotero had you covered from head to toe. I'm so glad to be able to inspire women for their love story. Maggie Sotero will definitely have a dress for my love story when I'm ready to make it happen. All right. Hello, everybody. It is your girl, Miss Lyris Cross, and I am back with another episode of the Lyris's Lounge podcast. Woo! Today, I have a very, very special guest. To me, he is a style fashion icon. He is the heart of Project Runway. A lot of people have called him. And he's just one of the best dressed men I know. <laughs> Mr. Tim Gunn. Oh, thank you, Lyris. And everyone needs to know that we love each other. We do love <laughs> each other. And we do. We do. We do. We're having a bit of a reunion here. Oh, so. my gosh. Yes. I have not seen you since we wrapped the show. Well, since the, since the reunion. Yes, since yes. the reunion. And the first and time models have appeared on the reunion. I know. I mean... I literally broke history multiple ways, huh? Uh, in every way I can possibly think of. <laughs> yes. Um, I just want to, off the top, I just want to thank you for rallying to have women of all different sizes on the show for the weekly designer challenges. Uh, you don't know how much it impacted me, how much it impacted so many women across the globe. I just never want you to feel as though your work and speaking up for us has ever been in vain. Oh, Lyris, you're I just, wonderful I to sincerely, say that. I sincerely mean that. You remember uh, backstage at the designer finale, I tried to come over to you and just tell you thank you. And I was like, okay, I got to walk away because I'm about to cry. <laughs> well, we had, a, the, we had the best season ever. Oh, and my gosh. You are so responsible for such a large portion of that. And wow. as you know, I've been trying to have models of diverse sizes for many, many seasons. And yes. finally, yes. everyone said, okay, let's do it. Let's finally do this. And, I, and I'll just repeat, it was the most smashing, sensational season ever. And the whole edition of the model mirror. Mira, we get I, to hear your voices. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah, some people liked it, some people didn't. Who didn't like it? Point <laughs> me in their direction. I had to defend myself quite a few times on uh, Twitter about it because I I thought I was just very honest. Just like you're very honest. It's important. Sometimes people don't like truth. Oh, lots of people don't like the exactly. truth. Exactly. But I was very honest. I was honest about what I felt, uh, what I saw. And some people can't take that. They felt as though I needed to defend my designer. But my thing is, how are they going to learn if I don't tell them what's wrong? I agree with you. But I will also say this. Mm -hmm. 
having been right there with you, mm-hmm. I thought you were a superb di- diplomat and how you, you phrased everything because mm-hmm. I know how harsh it can be. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought you were very sensitive to each designer's feelings. I definitely tried. You, and, and from my point of view, you, you succeeded. And Thank if you. we just sugarcoat everything mm-hmm. and pretend that everything is just fine everything We're, is flowers and berries and and it's not it's, it's delusional not. Yes. and there's enough delusion in this world right now yes let's not contribute to it <laughs> exactly uh but a lot of people appreciated that i spoke up about what i liked what i didn't necessarily like um they appreciated that and well, and also I believe for the first season ever, mm-hmm. I encouraged you and your 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 colleagues mm-hmm. um, among the models to give the designers feedback during the fittings mm-hmm. because you know mm-hmm. how you look your best mm-hmm. and the designers benefit enormously from that feedback. Mm-hmm. And in prior seasons, I don't want to say I didn't care mm-hmm. as much as... I wasn't confident about the quality of the feedback mm-hmm. until season 16. Mm. And you you um, carried the emblem for me Thank of all you. of that. Thank you. I think a lot of people don't realize I only gave my critique to them if they asked. Oh, so I didn't realize if, that. Yes. If they didn't ask me, well, you know, what type of tops do you like? Or how do you, how do you feel about this fit on your body? I didn't, because my thing is, I didn't want them to say, well, Lyris told me to do this. And oh. this is why I got thrown off. Or, <laughs> well, you it know? couldn't be their fault. Right. <laughs> but, but that's why I tried my best to say, like Kentaro, when he made the outfit where I was like, I feel like uh, Pocahontas is going to play football. He asked me during that fitting, well, I'm, I just don't know what to do with the top. Me, I know I have broad shoulders, so I know what works for me up there. So I said, well, strapless works, one shoulder works, halter works. I said, if you do a sleeve, it's better for it to hit me mid, you know, not really like like a cap sleeve. Exactly, right. So. Mid-arm, yeah. Right. But it's more he still did. His design, how he wanted to. Well, it's Kentaro. <laughs> <laughs> that was his M.O. through the entire season. Yeah, Kentaro liked to do what Kentaro was going to do. And he didn't want any naysayers. Well, you know what? There are designers like that everywhere. There are. Where some of them don't, you know, they march to the, the beat of their very own drum all the time. I just believe if, if you're getting consistent feedback about certain things, mm-hmm. you might wake up a little mm-hmm. and listen. Mm-hmm. Um, I found teaching, and I find on Project Runway, mm-hmm. that the one characteristic that is guaranteed to disappoint you mm-hmm. is stubbornness. Yes. I I think you should always try to remain like a sponge and learn. Like, I'm, I'm never too old to learn how to get better on the runway, to be a better person, any of those things. I think you can always learn. That's what keeps you really fresh and, I would say, youthful. Not young, but youthful. I totally you know? agree. If you we're not learning every day, mm-hmm. why are we here? Yes, yes, yes. Now, talking about season uh, 16, who, wh- who are, like, your two... Well, I won't say two, three favorite designers from that season. Designers as opposed to people? Designers as <laughs> opposed to people. Well, 
Brandon. Okay. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a lovely person also. Mm-hmm. Margarita. Mm-hmm. Also a lovely person. Mm-hmm. And the divine Kenya. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. I mean, this is a, well, I, I omitted someone. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, I didn't. I can I talk about Kentaro for a moment? I'm just going to be yes, candid. Yes, actually, I, I would love you to. <laughs> and I don't say this disrespectfully, mm-hmm. in, in, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, I just say it very matter-of-factly. Mm-hmm. For me, Kentaro's work was a walk down memory lane of great achievements in Japanese fashion design. Mm-hmm. And at the time that the show was being taped, um, and at the time of our finale... Mm-hmm. The Ray Kawakubo show at the at the Costume Institute that Met was on, her right. Comme des Garçons collection. And when the judges seemed intent upon giving Kentaro the prize, I asked them, have you been to the Metropolitan Museum? Have you seen the Comme des Garçons <laughs> show? Because right now, you don't need to. It just walked the runway mm-hmm. in his collection. Mm-hmm. So I found that disturbing, especially from Nina, mm-hmm. who was always talking about work or she's plays down work that's in any way referential Mm -hmm. and that whole collection was referential Mm. i just i found it unsettling Hmm. so who do you feel should have won i will be perfectly blunt Mm -hmm. if i could have chosen a designer yes it would have been margarita okay it would have been margarita out of margarita brandon and kenya no that's ayana ayana Oh, Ayana. Yes. Kenya was eliminated. Yes, that's right. That's right. Oh, my God. I completely omitted Ayana. Can I say four designers? Kenya, Ayana, Margarita, and Brandon. Yes. I apologize, Ayana. I love and adore you. Oh, I know you do. Yeah. I know you do. She loves you, too. I I actually just saw her recently um, while I was in Nashville. Oh. Yeah, she moved to Nashville. She moved to Nashville? Yes. How's she doing? Does she like it? She's she's really new there, but she likes it so far, yeah. That's wonderful. Yes. What a change. Big change. And she's working on another line, so well, I'm really excited be. for her. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, Ayana, how could I forget? I mean, quite frankly, mm-hmm. Ayana's gown that uh, was the finale piece in the collection was Amazing. one of the most breathtaking pieces I've ever seen in all all of fashion, not just Project Runway, mm-hmm. not just New York Fashion Week. That wow. gown was breathtaking. It really was. And Misha looked amazing oh, in it. She did. Absolutely she did. spectacular. She did. I thought it was going to get down to, because I didn't get to see Kentaro's show uh, on the monitors backstage. Oh, you've missed it altogether? Yeah. It's called Save Yourself. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I did miss it. But I did... Uh, when I watched the 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 show on TV, I did get a feel of I was like, okay, his was the most fashion, well, I guess. Because I think a lot of times designers are trying to, okay, let me make something that can be ready to wear that a store would want to pick up now, and they kind of forget the fact that this is still Project Runway. Yeah. So you all, the judges, want to see runway fashion, and I think maybe. Sometimes the designers forget that part. Well, it's a conundrum of sorts because mm-hmm. you, because you want the designers to each be who they are mm-hmm. and represent that with an authenticity that that, that belongs to them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
On the other hand, you're quite right. It's a show. Mm-hmm. So you want to excite people. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hate to keep slamming Kentaro, but I am. Um, <laughs> my issue with his collection. I don't think of, Kentaro cared too much he for doesn't. me either. <laughs> oh, for uh, well, then good. You and I stand together. Um, he, those, those. I still think he's he's talented, though. He well, he is. I just wish he would find a voice that is isn't a redundancy. I mean, the, the 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 ten looks in his collection were ten disparate looks. Mm-hmm. Um, other than color. And and I believe, if my memory's correct, there were three or four colorways. Every silhouette was different. Mm-hmm. Um, every, in some ways, point of departure in, in terms of, of, of the construction, um, his use of pleading or not. Everything seemed to be, well, everything was different. And mm-hmm. I said to him, this is not a symphony, this show. This mm-hmm. is a, a stanza of music. And you need to not be creating all this noise mm. with these disparate looks that, that are only held together by the music you created and, and slightly by the color story. Otherwise, I just think that it's not a collection. Mm. And clearly, my point of view was not popular. <laughs> Margarita actually helped him to pull that together because she helped to say do this one first this one next i said dad girl why'd you do that you you helped him win <laughs> well and he wasn't listening to me uh-huh. i mean in fact he basically was giving me a go screw yourself mm-hmm. kind of look and and that's fine mm-hmm. i accept that that's perfectly well, fine everybody's not gonna like us well but the other thing that really disturbed me mm-hmm. tremendously mm-hmm. and the producers told me I should talk to the judges about it. I said, no. I said, I don't get in their faces with this stuff. But what really disturbed me mm-hmm. was that in this season of diversity, mm-hmm. he traded out one of his larger models mm-hmm. for a smaller model. Mm-hmm. And he had less diversity among models represented in his collection than the other three designers. Mm-hmm. And it bothered me. Well, I heard from a source that him and the golden boy brandon had (laughs) (laughs) they both were like moaning when they found out that they had to have a plus size model in their collection which was you know a bit disheartening well i i I concur Mm -hmm. i never heard brandon ever once Mm -hmm ask the question or try to manipulate to trade out models. Mm -hmm. But it was Kantaro's cause celeb. It's all that he wanted to do. He wanted every model to be small. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I objected. uh, And that's what he's comfortable with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, so, so is everybody else. Yeah. And And where's the learning curve? You guys are trying to stretch everybody. And, and, and don't you believe we really did? Yes. I think, you know, I told people the revolution was literally televised. Yes. Yeah. 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 I thank God for Project Runway, definitely. I agree. And we've been able to see the effects of that with other designers starting to include Plus on the runway for New York Fashion Week. It's and- fantastic. And it's good for business. Yes. What's wrong with people? Yes. It's good for business. Yes. Because we buy are- clothes. Well, and 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 where are these other women? I mean, mm-hmm. it, they're vast minority. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I was at Parsons, mm-hmm. um, when I took over the fashion program, I was struck by the fact that we we had all these size two and four dress forms, 
And I thought, this is not the real world. Mm -hmm. This is not where we should be. Mm -hmm. um, and we made a big investment in, a, in oh, sorry. We made a big investment in uh, a, a, a more diverse range of dress forms mm -hmm. and in fit models. Mm -hmm. We had fit models in every Tuesday and Thursday. Mm -hmm. And the department came around. But at first, I, w I was demonized. Mm. Everyone treated me as though, what planet are you from? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm from the planet real world. Mm -hmm. I've spoken quite a few times and said that it really needs to start back at the schools. Absolutely. Because if we can start to get designers more acclimated to working with fuller body types, uh, fuller dress forms, then maybe they won't turn up their nose or think that it can't be done or see the beauty in it. So I think all, all of the fashion schools should really start to implement bigger dress forms um, and, you know, fit models of various sizes. Absolutely. And, and from my point of view, mm -hmm. it's a responsibility of yes. the schools. I mean, yeah. you're, you're inadequately preparing your students if they're only in contact with these little dress forms and, and small fit models. Mm -hmm. It's just, it, it's, it's, it's irresponsible. It really is. It really is. Uh, let me think. Do you have any other things that you need to get off your chest about <laughs> season 16? <laughs> I, I will say I, I I just I adored the season I I loved it I still I think miss you should it. get the Emmy. Let's hope. Oh soon. my gosh! I know I agree with you. Sixteen seasons and Project Runway has never won an Emmy for the show. They've gotten it for picture ed editing as well as for host with for Heidi and Tim, and that's been amazing. But I really really hope and pray that you all take the Emmy home. Uh, in September. Thank you. I I totally agree. We, th that's season sixteen was groundbreaking, mm -hmm. and we should be acknowledged for that. Definitely. Um. And and also just on the whole topic of a Project Runway from its inception, going mm -hmm. back to um, when we taped season one in two thousand four and it aired in two thousand. Well, no, it began to air in two thousand four. We were at the Emmys for two thousand five for that season, mm -hmm. but it was seminal. It was. It was one of a kind at the time, and we know that since then, so many other shows have embraced our format mm -hmm. and our objectives and have done their own riff on it. But we should be acknowledged for being a groundbreaker. And season yes. 16, as far as I'm concerned, is the cherry on top. I agree. I really think, I don't know, I feel it in my heart that the Emmy is coming home with you guys. Oh, Lyris. I, I really, I really, hope really so. hope so. Yeah. I really hope so. And not, you know, was it the Amazing Race and yeah. all these other shows? No. Shows no. that have budgets for <laughs> a single episode that, that um, are larger than our budget for the entire season. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Well, look, you all really make it work, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we do our best. Yes, 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 yes. Now, um, can I ask you a question? Yes. I've wanted to explore this more, and I, if I well up, forgive me. Okay. Our I might well up too, though. <laughs> first runway, mm -hmm. first episode of season 16, all 16 models are backstage, mm -hmm. and you and Jasmine and Monique were in a cluster mm -hmm. and I 
approached you and I said, I need your help. And you said, what? And I said, I need your help with a new term for larger models, which mm-hmm. currently is plus size. Right. And we need to do something about this. And you said to me, no, we need to change the world's perception yes. of plus size. Yes. And I have never forgotten your words, your intonation, the atmosphere in that backstage. I, 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 it's as vivid for me as though it just happened. <laughs> Can can you talk more about that? Yes. Uh, I actually spoke about this recently on a panel at the Curve Expo. And um, that's like the market week for lingerie and swimwear. And I don't think we need to change the word plus size. I love that. I love the fact that you said that to yes. me. Yes. I think plus means more. I am more. I'm fine with being more. I think we have to change the stigma of it. Because a buyer asked at the Curve Expo panel, you know, what What else can we call it? I said, no, you need to change your way, the way you receive a plus size customer. I so agree with you. So if you're like, if they ask you and say, hey, do you have plus size? And you're like, yes, we have plus size. Come on over here, girl. Yeah. It changes the energy and the dynamic and they feel that, okay, I'm okay. I'm How legitimized. Am. Yeah. Exactly. And I think a lot of times we give negative power to words instead of embracing and giving it a positive power so well you did that for me thank you You turned me around in a nanosecond wow wow that's one of those moments where you really don't realize what you say how it affects someone else well it affected me and still does and i've been celebrating plus size and singing its singing its praises. Thank you, cause it's funny. Look what the number one thing was on my list. Cause I was listening Aww. to an interview with you, and you were like, "I have an issue with the word plus size." I said, "So I'm going to talk to him about that." It was before our yes, it was our before season. yes, yeah, before yes. our season, and I did. And then, as I said, you turned me around. Yeah. Wow. Wow, you guys, I impacted Tim Gunn. Is this crazy or what? Well, you impact <laughs> me all the time, but that was especially profound. Thank you. What's, what was one of your favorite moments from season 16? Oh, good heavens. Well, it was bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, after the total meltdown of um, the twins, mm-hmm. And Sean ended up going home, mm-hmm. and Claire was left to work alone, and, and I, among, I, I believe, all the models and all the designers, um, wasn't at all confident that Claire could actually work independently. Mm-hmm. And she ended up winning the challenge, and it was $25,000. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I loved all this. I thought, you can't make this stuff up. You, yeah, you, you can't was... write a script. But then the cheating scandal uh, appeared. And, and yeah, rocked it and, and rocked her right off the show. Oh, it, was, was so it was a roller coaster that season. It really was. That's why I'm like, no, we, we're, we're bringing home the Emmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What did you think about the the twins on the show as far as, did you feel as though it was cheating with them, you know, kind of literally working together all the time? 
Well, I said to the other designers in front of the twins, I said this on a couple of occasions, you're all permitted to help each other. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's no prohibition here. Mm-hmm. So they're helping each other. But I will also tell you, Lyris, by about episode three, mm-hmm. I thought this is a case of one plus one equals zero. The oh, two, no. The two of them combined were just uh, working at odds. And I mean, you saw it. You were in that workroom. Yeah, I remember my, I think it was the second week, my outfit that. Uh, Lord, I can't remember her name. Was it the Sean that Sean made me? Okay, I, I believe it was. It was no no hair or yes, yeah. Sean had no hair. Claire has hair. Uh, That's and, right, Claire hair. Yes, Claire hair. <laughs> there we go. And um, I just I remember the outfit, and I was just like, oh. it was awful. It Aww. was dreadful. I remember it too. And Claire was, or rather, Sean was full of excuses about why she's not used to. A real woman. Mm -hmm. And then Claire is her peanut gallery, just echoing the same thing. It's like, but you know what, people? This is what this season is. Mm -hmm. So you better get used to it, and you better wrap your brains around being able to successfully work your way through these challenges. I have no patience for it. Now, how did you feel about Margarita, you know, in the beginning saying, you know, we got real women with real curves, and then when she got Jasmine, she was crying. Did you speak to her about that? I did. Okay. I did. So what did you say? I I was confounded by the fact that she was so supportive mm-hmm. of having a diverse range of models and then she has she has Jasmine and she falls apart. Mm-hmm. It's like but this is what you've been preaching to. Mm-hmm. So what's the problem here? Mm-hmm. And she said, well, I need more time to be able to make accommodations for this and I have to recalibrate my brain. And well, mm-hmm. you have three hours remaining, sister. You better do it. <laughs> make it work. Make it work, exactly. <laughs> I mean, all work. this excuse making, I just thought, this, and, and also I have to say about season 16 and, mm-hmm. and, and the fact that the designers worked with such a, a, a such a diverse range of models. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it wasn't as though they were assigned to one and had that one model for the whole season. Everyone had to engage in this incredible opportunity. What a, And different body types. Let's well, note that. I, that's true, too. Yeah. Different body types. Different not body just, types. Not just different sizes, but different body types. Yeah. You had pear. Yeah. You had hourglass. You had straight up and down. You had apple, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very, very true. And... I saw it as a gift Mm -hmm. for them professionally. Mm -hmm. You have this incredible range of experience now Mm -hmm. that you can boast about Mm -hmm. as as opposed to saying, well, I'm only in this one little narrow slot. Mm -hmm. Well, that's never a good thing. Mm -hmm. Now, did you feel Brandon kept making the same thing every week? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there were... A few challenges that I was like, how is he winning this one right now? This is the same thing. I have to say, though, my heart goes out to them. Although he's really innovative. He's, he is. Mm-hmm. But my heart goes out to them because in cases where you have a very particular point of view, mm-hmm. and, and he does, and he I does. and I believe while it is informed by the work of other designers, he's not a copycat. He, mm-hmm. has, he, he, he does his own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such, it's so 
difficult to say, well, you have to change this up, but this is who I am. And in our own way, the whole show was taped in about 30 days. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's a blip in their lives, lives professionally. And I go back to season 13 and Sean Kelly, who won the season. Um, and he had done this phenomenal fringe dress for Heidi for the Emmys. Mm-hmm. Heidi wore it with a plum um, proudly. And his collection ended up being fringe dresses of, of varying lengths and colors and degrees of exuberance. And it was Nina who said to me, oh, all this fringe. And I said, give the guy a break. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had this Emmy phenomenon. He has 10 looks only for the mm-hmm. show. And this is what you got. Mm-hmm. So to say oh, boo-hoo, I don't want to see any more Fringe. Well, can you imagine anyone handling this medium better than Sean did? I can't. Mm -hmm. And I will say the same thing about Brandon. When I was at his studio in San Francisco for the home visit, oh, I I wanted to say, don't you have anything else up your sleeve? But this is what he does. Mm -hmm. Um... And upon reflection, I wish I had pushed him more to have some solids, uh, or just to say those words, mm-hmm. um, and I to think have he was some miss- accents. A, a wow moment. He was. I mean, it, it was the collection was rather constipated. Yeah. 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 Perfect word. It had its possibilities. Yeah, lots. Yeah. But you, you know, another thing I realized with some of these designers being so new, not realizing. And having models of different sizes, not realizing what to put on what model. You're right. You're absolutely right. When he put me in the pant, but although he asked me, you know, which one do you like? And I was like, this skirt, I can take this and I can swing the, you know, the tassels on the shoulder. Like, I, I can work this one. Like, my whole attitude and energy shifted in the skirt and the top. But he ended up wanting to put it put me in the pant because he felt like that was his wow piece and I'm well like, he wanted you in the wow piece but i believe you were right in what you perceived to be the wow piece because i, I because of how you could walk how it and work i could it. work it yeah. and bring some life to it agreed and, and I he should have that listened to you I, sorry i'm interrupting you. no you're fine you're fine and i think that that's what that's another point that a lot of new designers don't know Okay, this is my model for this. Let me put her in this. This works like this for her body, and that's it's a, it's a it's a growing curve. It's true. I think he'll definitely get there. Oh, and it is growth. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know from my own students, and I'm not putting the runway designers in the same category necessarily, mm-hmm. but but there there ends up being this myopia. They're incapable of seeing this garment any other way than this way. Well. Mm-hmm. You need to think about how many iterations of this you could possibly have mm-hmm. and how it looks on a particular model because that's the experience that the audience, and in the case of Runway, the judges have with your garment. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all important. It's not static on a dress form. That's so true. Now, I, had, I got a really great question for you. You ready Uh-oh. for this one? I'm not sure. What goes into a Tim Gunn save? What What are the factors? Oh, it's evolved. <laughs> like for the for okay for Margarita, you saved her. I had to. 
Okay, so what was the factor? What were the factors that made you save her? She had a misstep that caused her to be eliminated. I knew then and and know even more now how incredibly talented she is Mm -hmm. and how special her design voice was in that workroom Mm -hmm. and how we needed her. Mm. We needed her. And I could just see her being a finalist. Mm. Um, That's really what went into it. And and I'll confess, there have been times when we've come right up to the end and I haven't had a save and I thought, oh, I better have a save. Um, And I've saved the the, the last person to be eliminated. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was a time when I'm very, I'll say this, the save can't happen in the first half of the season. Mm -hmm. It just can't. It's too soon. And even I don't know enough about what this designer may be capable of. But once we reach the second half, it's possible. And in uh, one case, it it was a team challenge. Mm -hmm. And I believe, season 14, no, it was season 15, I believe that of the three members of the team, two of them really beat up on the person who ended up being eliminated. Mm-hmm. And I just felt I, I couldn't stand the two remaining designers from that team being so <laughs> smug mm-hmm. and being so, well, we got what we aimed to do. So I thought, well, I'm bringing him back. Mm. So I did. And so sometimes it's an emotional decision? Well, it's always emotional mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in, in, a, in a way. It, it, there's, there's emotion to it. But in this case, it, it was more about fairness. I just felt it was profoundly unfair to throw him under the bus. Mm-hmm. And guess what? He's back. Mm. He didn't last much longer, but I felt it needed to be done. And I'll repeat, fairness. Okay. Did you wish you had a save for Kenya for the design oh, finale? Oh, my God, yes. Oh, I was sick about that. I was sick. Mm. Um, and and I said to her, I'm welling up now, I said to her in the designer's lounge, afterwards I said, if I had another save, mm-hmm. you'd have it right now. You'd have it in a heartbeat. Um, it, just, it just killed me that mm-hmm. she went home at the end. And also, her collection was strong and should have been seen. Mm. And and her level of commitment and also the the growth that we both observed in Kenya mm-hmm. over that very short period of time that Runway is, I, I felt that was profound too. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's a great sponge. Mm-hmm. All right, I have a question from Miss Pacchetti. Uh, on Instagram, she said, I'd love to know what Tim thinks about diversity in fashion and the role that white people can play in making it more equitable. She said, I love you, Tim and Lyris. Oh, thank you. Because um, you know what? This is something that I speak out about as well. You know, I work in the plus market. I'm proud. I'm a proud plus size woman, but I'm also a proud black woman, yes. a, a proud woman of color. And a lot of times you will see size diversity now, but we're still waiting for racial diversity. I agree with you. And we need much, much, much more of it. Yes. Um, and I, I'm a, I'm an advocate. I'm, I'm um, determined to help change things as, as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but that diversity, 
uh, size, shape, race, um, religious persuasion, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Mm-hmm. It, it, we're, we're, we're one planet, mm-hmm. and we all need to see ourselves as a collective mm-hmm. and work that way. So how can... How do you how do you think someone can help that cause? Well, I believe that the uh, designers who are showing up at all the fashion weeks mm-hmm. ha- have a huge responsibility here. I believe the fashion editors, excuse me, I believe mm-hmm. the fashion editors have a huge responsibility here. Mm-hmm. Um, my dear pal Grace Mirabella was the first. Um, she was the editor in chief of Vogue before the current situation. That's all that I'll say about that. <laughs> um, and Grace was the first fashion editor to, to put a black model mm-hmm. on the cover of Vogue. It was mm-hmm. Beverly Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was earth shattering in a way. People acted as, as though some alien had arrived from another planet. Um, no, she's a stunning woman exactly. who happens to be African-American. Exactly. I mean, isn't it crazy that they just had the first black photographer to shoot an American Vogue cover? And you want to know something? After a hundred something years? Lyris, I was in a state of <laughs> apoplexy when I read that. I thought, what? You've got to be kidding me. It's just happened now. And I know so many amazing photographers of color. I do too. And I'm like, How can what? this be? I agree. What? I, I was even surprised. Yeah, I was shocked. And I thought, whenever I think oh, we made progress, forget about the current political situation in this mm-hmm. nation well actually worldwide but especially here whenever i think we've made progress i realize how much more we must do and how shocking mm-hmm. these these landmarks are how mm-hmm. how i mean so so this was a landmark for vogue with this photographer well shame i'd be I, i'd be embarrassed to bring it up mm. in, a, in a way i wouldn't want people to know mm. yeah i just I mean, I'm thankful that Beyonce used her her celebrity to control that situation to make a moment like that happen I agree. for him. And, and that's, that's right. We can't forget that. Yeah. She was an instrumental in it. Yeah. 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 That's that's paying it forward. And I'm thankful that it's women like her who just are using their platforms in the most positive way. Agree. That's amazing. <sighs> okay, so a lot of people talk about plus-size women, but what do you think about plus-size men, like big and tall men? Do you feel do you feel the fashion industry is changing for them as well? No. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. Um and when it comes to men's where we're largely talking about tailoring mm-hmm. and larger men mm-hmm. can look fabulous when their clothes fit them properly. I'm, I'm always talking... I say the same for plus size women, uh, Absolutely. Too. For me, anyone, any size, any shape, either gender, can look fabulous if they're, if they're observing the principles of silhouette, proportion, and fit. Because when they're in harmony Give and balance... Give me a high five, Tim. You, we've got a <laughs> high five going. When they're in harmony and balance, you look great. Mm-hmm. And when people, especially about men, people mm-hmm. say, oh, that's not possible. Look at James Gandolfini. Mm-hmm. Um, in in the Sopranos, those sit those suits fit him superbly. Mm-hmm. Your audience is probably entirely too young for this, but I remember um, Perry Mason, uh, the, the the detective show on television mm-hmm. in the '60s, and Raymond Burr looked fantastic. He was 
James Gandolfini's father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's all about silhouette, proportion, and fit. However, mm-hmm. when it comes to men, and, and this is based on my experiences okay. only, men are incredibly stubborn about what they will wear and what they won't wear. And they're very much inclined to want to wear clothes that are at least one size and usually two sizes too big. Mm-hmm. And I always say, the more volume your clothes have, the more volume you appear to have. Mm-hmm. So this is not helping you. Mm-hmm. But then I hear that it's all about comfort. Well, well we know how you feel about comfort. <laughs> <laughs> May I say it for good measure? Yes, please. If you want to dress to feel as though you never got out of bed, don't. <laughs> Just don't get out of bed. Oh my gosh, I, mean, I love it. But look at us. Mm-hmm. You're in this absolutely fabulous dress. Thank it you. It fits you perfectly. Thank you. I'm in a suit that fits me perfectly, I yes, think. Yes, it does. <laughs> Are we uncomfortable? No. 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 But are we, do we feel as though we're wearing pajamas? No. no. Nor do we want to. I mean, it's just, no. That's not yes. how we want to navigate the world. Yes. One of the things I love about you is you show up and you dress. Like my sister uh, was looking at pictures from, you know, when from my grandmother, great grandmother. And we were like, wow, this was a time where, you know, people took getting dressed seriously. Exactly. I mean, from the hat to the hat pin, to the purse, to the glove. And I kind of miss that these days. I do too. A lot of times it's like, oh, let me throw on these leggings. Let me throw on, you know, people going outside in bonnets and all types of stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 no. What do you mean going out in bonnets? Hair bonnets that they wear to sleep. What? Yes. People are wearing hair bonnets on hair. the... Okay, it's a whole new low. It's a whole new low. For me, the big low was when did the legging become a pant? Now it's the hair bonnet. Totally eclipsed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. But when, when we go back to, I'll say the 50s, 60s, I, the, the memories that I have from my childhood, mm-hmm. part of it was, was also peer pressure because everybody dressed up. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. Mm -hmm. And now, peer pressure, oh, where's my hair bonnet? I better wear one because there are going to be 10 other people in the subway wearing it. It's appalling. Can I also say this, and this is when I'm going to really sound like an old fart and a a stick in the mud, but I believe it partially. Mm -hmm. I believe that when people are, I'm not going to say dressed up, just dressed well for the occasion Mm -hmm. their clothes fit them the Mm -hmm. the silhouette is is uh, aesthetically pleasing Mm -hmm. the proportions are good i believe we behave better i just think we navigate the world with more confidence Mm -hmm. a stronger sense of responsibility to ourselves and our Mm -hmm. fellow human beings and i think that when we're just a bunch of slobs you think oh who the hell cares it it flows into your attitude yeah to a certain degree. Yeah, it has. Yeah. I mean, for us, it, I'm sure it does. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a, uh, uh, I'm, once again, I'm going to sound like an old fart. I am. Um, 
I have a garbage chute in the hallway of my apartment building. Me too. <laughs> I would never dream uh-huh. of going to that garbage chute mm-hmm. wearing my pajamas and robe. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't do it. What if a neighbor comes out and you could say, well, it's <laughs> your own insecurities? I don't want anyone that, to, to remember me that way. Uh-huh. So I'm not putting on a suit, mm-hmm. but I'm getting cleaned up and dressed. And I'm combing my hair and... Wow, you'll comb your hair to do it? Absolutely. Now, I may not comb my hair to do it, but I'm not going to go out there with my hair all over my head. Yeah. Uh, That's what I mean, though. Yeah. It's how we're comfortable with ourselves. I'm not going to go out there in just pajamas either in, in the hallway. No. Mm-mm. No. And then what if the door locks behind you? Oh, that, my goodness. Then you're really stuck. Oh, that would be hilarious. Actually, <laughs> I was, I've never told anyone the story. There's no reason to tell it. It's just stupid. Um... I was staying in a hotel and had room service, and I was delivering the tray mm-hmm. out into the hallway. Mm-hmm. And I was only wearing my underpants, and the door locked behind me. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. So how did you get back in? I stayed braced up against the door. For- fortunately, there was a little vestibule around every door, uh-huh. so I st- stayed braced there. And then finally, someone from the ho- hotel staff came by and said, can you please let me in my room? Oh, my goodness. It was horrible. Horrible. Tim! Really horrible. Wow. You better be glad that somebody didn't get a picture and post it on Instagram. <laughs> well, I can assure you that person would have lost their eyesight if they had seen me. I always say, if you've seen me in only a pair of underpants, you're gonna uh-huh. lo- it's going to burn your oh, eyeballs no, out. No, 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 no. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Uh, you know what? On this note, we're going to wrap up this episode of the Lyricist Lounge podcast. Hashtag Lyricist Lounge. Tweet me. Hit me on Instagram. Share this podcast with your friends. Post it on Facebook. All that good stuff. But you know what? We're going to come right back with more Tim Gunn. Can I add something, though? Yes. Just don't share it with Kentaro. Oh, Lord. <laughs> He's going to listen. Bye, y'all. Bye.